0: M-S-W-Media.
1: Hi, this is Zane Lambrey from Three Sheets, Drinking Made Easy, and other shows that have been canceled from television. Join Dan Dunn on What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn every week here on Audio Things.
0: a blast, sit for a spill, it's time to have some fun, let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking, but well, this is what we're drinking with and done. Oh,
1: yeah. Welcome to the show everybody. Thank you Kawaii King. Appreciate that. Uh, Coming up, highlights of a lively chat I had a while back with the amazing, the lovely, the immensely talented Dita Vontis. You are not going to want to miss that. Dita is one of the best interviews I've ever had. Great, great talking to her, and that's going to be coming up in just a little bit. I'm super excited, guys. i got to tell you right up. I am coming at you from the bar at the Westin in Liberty Place, uh, downtown Philadelphia, around 17th and Sansom. It's my hometown. It's my hometown. And uh, I am drinking a a delicious drink that Brian, the bartender, made for me. It's called a Good Mango Bad. It's got Bluebird Distilling Sugarcane Rum. Bluebird is a local distiller here in Philadelphia. And we're going to keep it real here in my hometown. We're going to drink some Bluebird. It's got bitters, mango puree, lemon juice. It's kind of like a mango daiquiri, really. And and you know what? I'm going to have a little sip right now. Get this party started right. Here we go. Mm. Mmm. 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 So I'm in Philly for my brother's wedding. My younger brother is getting married. Very excited. By the time you hear this, he will be wed. Uh, I am the uh, actual, uh, uh, I'm the, uh, what do you call that thing? The person who marries them. Officiant. I'm the officiant for this wedding. And uh, I am uh, couldn't be happier to be here for that. I'm also going to be going to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles home opener against the Washington Redskins. Again, the game has not happened yet. By the time you hear this, it will have happened. And I'm going to make a prediction. Eagles 35, Redskins 10. So you can go at the imbiber on Instagram, Twitter, and congratulate me on my clairvoyance or give me shit for being... Really, really way off. Um, by the way, I'm taping this here at the uh, hotel bar at the Westin. It's lunchtime, and I'm having a cocktail. I'm actually having two cocktails. What was the other one I'm having? My friend James is looking across me. What is this? I'm having a gimlet, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Nobody can hear you, but you can, yeah, I can. It's a gimlet made with blue coat gin, which is another local Philadelphia product, actually That has a kind of a a national imprint, Blue Coat Gin. You may have heard of it. It's delicious. And this is a gimlet I'm trying. Mm -hmm. So as I said, it's lunchtime. uh, And I'm having drinks. I warmed up yesterday, though. I got to Philly. I warmed up yesterday. I had a two-martini lunch at Royal Boucherie. Royal Boucherie is an old city section of Philadelphia. So that's down where the Liberty Bell is and uh, the Constitution Hall and and, uh, you know, all the great historic places. That's down that way. Old city. Uh, And this is a a little uh, American inspired brasserie from Top Chef winner Nicholas Elmy. This is his spot right here in Philly. And they're doing a thing, and, and this is worth coming to Philadelphia. I don't know where you're listening. You would be listening. in Kansas. You could be in Canada. I don't know where you are. But it might be worth coming, the trip to Philly, to go to Royal Bushery for the $2 martinis at lunch. And they're doing that, I think, all the way through the holidays. And that's a reason to pick up and come to, to Philly. The martini I had there was delicious. That was also with blue coat gin. And as we've established, it's local. And you know when I drink a martini... I always think of Dorothy Parker, right? Is now a good time to quote Dorothy Parker? Yes, it is. It's always a good time to quote Dorothy Parker. I like to have a martini, two at the very most. After three, I'm under the table. After four, I'm under my host. Ah, Dorothy Parker, I love her. Um, And by the way, the Royal Boucherie, also down in Old City, is next door to a place that just is near and dear to my heart called the Khyber Pass. Uh, The Khyber Pass um, was a big musical venue back in the day. Very historic place, like incredible bands played there, Uh, you know, Smashing Pumpkins, Hole, Iggy Pop, everybody played there. Now it's a restaurant, but they're bringing back the upstairs area. Is going to have it back, uh, have a, you know the music again, uh, and uh, I'm actually going to a retrospective there. But by again, by the time you heard it, it's over, so you have missed it. But uh, Khyber Pass is also a place to check out. You know, the actual Khyber Pass is a mountain pass in northwest Pakistan, uh, on the border of Afghanistan. So you will not want to go there. I'm going to recommend not visiting that one, but visit the one in philadelphia what else so also on the traveling front i'm heading uh this weekend i'm going to be in uh, austin texas uh the 13th of september i'm I'm emceeing an event called the whiskey x in austin texas if you're in texas and you're listening please come please say hi to me the whiskey x in austin texas uh and what that reminds me one of the uh, big sponsors there and this is time we hey man we got to plug stuff you know we do have to plug stuff on the show, and one of the big sponsors down there is Flaviar. Flaviar. Flaviar is a subscription service. I like that name, don't you? It's a subscription service uh, where you can order. You can order uh, alcohol online. I think it's the world's largest club for spirits enthusiasts. You go on. You uh, you get rare spirits. You pay a fee. You get themed tasting boxes. There's live tasting events. There's a digital home bar. Access to stuff. Community, free shipping, Flaviar. Please, folks, please, support the people that support us and check out Flaviar. That's F-L-A-V-I-A-R.com. I do it. I do it. I'll admit it. I'm a member of Flaviar. You need to be, too. Um, what else we got? Oh, well, Bourbon and Beyond. We've been talking about Bourbon and Beyond uh, forever. And it's coming up now. It's actually t- the September twentieth, twenty first, twenty second. I will be there. My friend Tiffany Thiessen, who was on a re- recent show with us, she will be there. Uh, lots of you know what? Let's see who else is gonna be. Let this guy tell you who else is gonna be there. Bourbon and Beyond, the world's biggest music and bourbon festival, is even bigger. September twentieth, twenty first, and twenty second at Highland Festival Grounds at the Kentucky Expo in Louisville, with Foo Fighters, my way back home, I to fly. Zach Brown Band. And Robert Plant and the sensational Space Shifters Gerald Hall and John Oates John Fogerty CZ Top Leon Bridges and more Complete lineup of musical artists and celebrity chefs at bourbonandbeyond.com That's exciting isn't it? So um, now I'm going to bring you to the part where you like to do I like to tell you about new products things that you ought to be checking out I get these they, they come across the transom for me I check them out and I tell you, I'm going to give you my recommendation. This is some new stuff, uh, and we got some big news out of Red Hook, Brooklyn, where Widow Jane. Come on, you know Widow Jane. Uh, they're just announced their first ever release in their Vaults Collection. Okay, this is a planned annual release of the oldest and rarest bourbons in the Widow Jane stocks. Okay, whiskey, whiskey. And this fall's inaugural release is a marriage of a 14-year-old. And an older uh, Tennessee and Indiana bourbons, drawn from 20 barrels, hand selected by head distiller Lisa Wicker. That's right, Lisa Wicker. A a, a, a she's a, a woman uh, head distiller, and I love that in the industry. It's finally happening. Women are finally getting their due in the in the damn spirits industry. And God bless you, Lisa Wicker. Keep kicking ass at Widow Jane. Um, this thing's coming out. Uh, just over 500 cases of this is going to be released uh, to the public. Uh, and it's about $150 a bottle. That's a lot. It's a little steep, right? But you know what? It's, you're going to get tobacco and vanilla and lemon and brown sugar, cocoa, mint. It's a damn good whiskey. And the finish, you get some campfire, cherry, nutmeg, honey, vanilla. Please check it out. It's good stuff. I, I would never steer you wrong on that with the Widow Jane. Uh, next up, another one, we're going to go whiskey again, and this is Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole is from Kentucky. Uh, f- people that used to listen to my old show, Drinky Fun Time, We had the guys from Rabbit Hole on the show, Kava Zemanian. He's the guy that owns it. We had him on. He was great. Uh, they've got a new thing called High Gold Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is a premium high rye bourbon. Means there's a high rye. Means there's a good amount of rye in the mix along with the corn. Has to be 51 percent corn to be bourbon. We all know that, right? Come on. Um, And the uh, the high the high gold collection is coming out. It's uh, it's it's delicious. Uh, Kava developed the mash bill himself, and he's the guy's been blazing a trail in the bourbon business and i really dig it it's 70% corn 5% malted barley and 25% malted rye that rye is going to bring some spice to this man there's going to be some spice to this whiskey to the high gold and you need to check it out uh, it's about 70 dollars a bottle and again for rabbit hole which you know is a really premium whiskey i you know i can't recommend that highly enough And another one, I guess, finally, we'll just do, I guess, are we only doing three today? We only doing three? I'm looking at James, he's not even looking at me. Um, Yeah, we're gonna do three. So about eight years ago, Smooth Ambler uh, debuted and uh, they uh, are now introducing a new whiskey called Old Scout Straight Bourbon Whiskey 99 Proof. I'm gonna give you a guess on what the proof is on that. That's 99. This whiskey's got a cult following. You know, Smooth Ambler, they really do. And uh, they've got whiskeys. They're known for their bold and balanced flavors. And and, uh, this is some seriously good stuff. And this is on the low. I know I always recommend stuff that's kind of expensive. And this stuff is only $45 a bottle. Again, that's Smooth Ambler's Old Scout straight bourbon whiskey, 99 proof. It's, uh, I love it. It's, It's a really delicious uh, a whiskey that is not, not it's smooth, you know, and there's a little butterscotch, a little leather, a little cherry pipe tobacco. I think anybody, even if you're not a, a seasoned uh, bourbon drinker, you're going to dig this one. So there you have it, folks. There's our uh, there's our um, rundown of stuff you ought to be drinking, and you're welcome. So uh, we're going to get to Dita Von Thies in just a few minutes. I know you're excited about that, but uh, we are in Philadelphia, so... I'm going to tell you a little Philadelphia story. I like to tell stories. You know this. And I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, at some point on this trip, I'm going to try to get my ass over to Tillos Deli. All right? And uh, Tillos sits at the corner of Ron and Horrocks, about a block away from an apartment on Bustleton Avenue, where I lived uh, when I was a child. Um, but really, I kind of lived at Tillos. I was like their mascot. I was the latchkey kid with the hot mom from down the street. And I'd go there after school, and they'd let me hang out for a few hours until mom got off work. And she'd come down to fetch me, and all the Italian guys who worked there would fall all over themselves, peacocking for her attention. I loved it. I really did. And uh, so did mom. But despite the warm familial feel and the wealth of Italian cuss words I learned, there was at least one drawback to spending so much time in a deli as a child, and that was unlimited food. So around third grade, I began to plump up a bit. And by the time I was 10, I looked like Dom DeLuise in Toughskins. And being obese in a tough neighborhood is no fun, okay? What I endured from the fifth to the ninth grade makes Piggy's traumatic experiences in The Lord of the Flies look like Malcolm in the Middle. I mean, these kids were savages. And uh, chief among them being Joe McGill. He was the merciless little fuck who nicknamed me Titman. Uh, Yeah, Joe McGill. A despicable, pin-headed fuckwit who deserves to have his testicles stapled to his left leg. Not that I'm still carrying a grudge around or anything like that, right? James is looking at me. I'm good. Hold on, let me take a drink. Let me take a sip of this drink here. Calm down. I need to calm down. Hold on. Mm. All right. So the tit man nickname followed me everywhere. It was irresistible to kids once they heard it. Because, yeah, I had a pretty decent pair. I was probably a B-cup, maybe creeping up on a C. Put me in a push-up run, I could have hit the burlesque scene, like our friend Dita, who's coming up. So it turns out when you live in northeast Philly and your mom watches soap operas and drinks wine coolers and calls you a worthless piece of shit, and your dad smacks you around even when you do everything he tells you to, nothing's more fun than having a fat kid around to fuck with. All right? So during the summer following 8th grade, though, two things happened. First, John showed up. John was a fireman, scrappy little son of a bitch with a mustache and a temper, and a marriage certificate to my mom. That's right, my stepfather. John was my stepfather took an immediate interest in me, or at least in not being the fireman with the more morbidly obese stepson. So he put me on an exercise regimen that was heavy on the cardio and heavier on the fat shaming. My other discovery that summer was a bottle of diet pills in a medicine cabinet at a friend's house. I had just ducked in there to whack off real quick, which, you know, when you're 12, you're always whacking off and it's always real quick. And I was looking for some, you know, a little lube and there it was. Honest to God, full freight of 1970s prescription diet pills. I had no idea what they really were. All I knew is the label on the bottle said, quote, for weight loss, take one by mouth twice a day. Man, did I have a lot of energy that summer. <laughs> and I never felt like eating. The guys at the tillows would wave as I rolled by on a jog. Where are we going to see you again, Danny? The pills were gone in a few weeks, but they'd given me a jump start. I could still get Dexatrim over the counter, and back then it was basically legal speed. So by the time the fall rolled around and it was time to start high school, I was a different kid. People literally didn't recognize me. And if they did, holy shit, you're Titman? Without my B cups, the name just didn't stick. What did stick were girls. To me. Midway through my freshman year, I got the second base for the first time, and with Erin O'Shea, one of the prettiest girls in the neighborhood. Even now, I consider it one of the seminal experiences of my life, and not just because of the fluid I released when her bra came off. (laughs) On top of my first interactive (laughs) ejaculation, albeit premature, albeit none of her conscious doing either, I received something much more meaningful and far longer overdue because I'd spent weeks getting close to Aaron despite the fact that she had a boyfriend and despite the fact that he was a known badass who would, without question, pound me to dust if he ever found out, which he did because Aaron dumped him and started seeing me and I got to see a lot more of second base sometimes without even spontaneously ejaculating. And so, yes, I took a beating. I had it coming. And it was worth every bruise and both black eyes because Aaron's boyfriend was none other than that shithead, Joe McGill. Like Zero, the Tillo's manager, Zero, that was his name, like he always told me, a little violence never hurt anyone. That And hunger is the best sauce. So there you have it, folks. I'll be hitting the Tillo's on this trip to Philadelphia. And uh, I think that kind of seems like the right moment now to segue into our interview with Dita Von Teese. Uh, This was a little while back. A couple years ago, I interviewed her, and it was fantastic. And I just wanted to share it with you. Uh, It does feature a phone call from my father, who's from Philadelphia, and that was uh, slightly awkward. But uh, Dita was working with Quantro, uh, at the time, that's a, uh, you know, Cointreau, the orange-flavored liqueur. And uh, uh, in the very beginning, you'll hear a bartender there by the name of Kyle Ford. He's a uh, legit, famous bartender from New York City. And Kyle made us a drink, and then Dita and I got in and had a little bit of conversation, and it went like this. Our guest is here. She is the queen of burlesque, or at least that's what people call her. We're gonna find out if she calls herself the Queen of Burlesque. Um I actually used to think of myself as the Queen of Burlesque, but no. Uh Dita Vontis, how are you?
0: I'm fine, how are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you.
1: Um you uh you just rolled in. I
0: did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, late <laughs>
1: night last night. There was a big party here, right, at the Beverly Hills
0: Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. A Little bit of a late night, early morning, late yeah. night. I was up up late, then up at five, so
1: all right. Well, we got you a drink because I know yeah, that's, the, the, that's the good. restorative powers uh, of Kyle I have Ford's two drinks. drinks here. So I think this, this is a Quantro on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the other one, Kyle, go ahead, jump in. This is. Oh, I'm allowed to talk now. You can talk now. All right. We, we, had, we had him on restriction. He couldn't talk for a while. Kyle, Kyle Ford, what was the second uh, drink? This is decided? just to demonstrate how Quantro can work as a base spirit. So we've just mixed it with some
0: fresh lime juice and soda water.
1: Okay, fresh. All right, no, don't That's talk. That's my favorites. Kyle, don't talk anymore. You're out now.
0: All right, I'll leave now. <laughs> I have know Kyle for a while.
1: We, we've traveled together. So, you're from Michigan, yes, Rochester, Michigan. Who uh, yeah. Madonna's from around that area, right? Madonna, Madonna and the uh, Eminem,
0: Kid Rock, Kid Rock.
1: Kid Rock. It's like, <laughs> God, well, Who knew
0: Michigan? Yeah. Did
1: you guys all know each other? Like, hang out uh, come, coming up? No. And then you came out in 1992. You started uh, doing. You started performing burlesque in 1992, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Basically. now you're like. 20 years later you're the, yeah. just
0: i mean the show is much different in do you ever walk around <laughs> do you ever walk
1: around saying i'm the queen of burlesque you never refer to yourself as the queen uh of
0: burlesque. not usually yeah in conversation like
1: in parties and you know, people ask you you know yeah to, i'm like oh, okay yeah <laughs> all um, right <laughs> i wanted to tell you something i i looked at your twitter page and when you go to twitter they 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 put a little box up mm-hmm. in the corner and it, it sort of says If you're following Dita, which I am following you, and it's at Dita Vantis, Yes. You -hmm. you know, um, it says if you're following you, here are some people that are similar that you should follow. Do do you know who (laughs) Who? who Twitter considers? And I honestly think you might want to write a strongly worded letter to them. Mm. Uh, Heidi Montag and Nikki Hilton.
0: Huh. Similar to you. You never know. I'm sure we might have something in common. Maybe you guys have something in common. X chromosomes, I think. Yeah, we yeah, got that We going. might have had sex with the same
1: people. Maybe that was it. It could have been. I don't been. know. Yeah, I, I, I just yeah. made that up. Don't start Googling. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. I got another question for you. We're gonna, We're going to jump back to the burlesque thing. What's the difference between burlesque and neo-burlesque?
0: Well, neo-burlesque is just this term that's come up to describe the modern burlesque scene. So if you were saying burlesque in general, you're talking about the old burlesque, the Gypsy Rose Lees, and the Lily St. Sears, and and then the modern burlesque, too. But, you know, they've come up with this new term called neo-burlesque. Okay. All right.
1: Um, Have you ever hit any of the places—you've been to La Descarga here in L.A. where Um, they do the dancing up on the—
0: I went there once, but I didn't see any dancers. No dancers? No.
1: No. Do you ever just— Feel moved move to just jump up and start dancing places no, no.
0: I, don't, I don't do dancing on bar tops no dancing on bar tops no. we have
1: a caller i'm a little nervous about this one mm. it says caller your dad is this my dad or my dad 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 oh my god that's not my dad this is my dad dad Thank god <laughs> why, why, why why are you <laughs> why are you... my dad's from Pennsylvania can you tell from the accent uh why dad what's up not why are you calling what's up well i'll have to make this brief i'm calling from a payphone and you know i don't have any, my son knows i don't have any money Thank this really is my eat. dad by the way yeah, it this is, so, is no, like, this on. really you know, is I, my dad yeah go ahead what's that dad the accent i guess i wanted to say first saw dito and i think it was ifc they had the sex symbols or sex something and uh, i just fell in love with you, Dita. You're so and you have the look of the rich about you. Dad, thanks for calling, Uh, Dita. Anything you want to say to my dad before you? you This could Uh, you could make his you could make his really his whole existence right now. Well,
0: I just really appreciate your call. And yeah, I I was
1: kind of hoping you did dance on bar tops. That's the only drawback I. (laughs) I don't. But
0: you know, if it were just like you know, yeah, well, me and you, I might get on the bar top for you.
1: Well, that would be nice. But, Dita, I hope I talk to you again. I, I know my son's trying to put me in the. number. I'm, I'm sure going. you will. <laughs> so she's I, actually I writing, Dad, you. she's writing her number down right now. She's yeah, she said with a note. She said, slip this to your, to your old man. So, Dan, good job, buddy. You're doing
0: a great job. I'm really thank proud
1: you. of you. And, right. it's been a pleasure, Jeff.
0: All right, Likewise. Well, thank you for, thank
1: you for calling, Dad. That's great. My <laughs> father. <gasps> Wow, are you smitten? I can see you're blushing a little bit. (laughs) Dita is blushing a little bit. I'm starting (laughs) to sweat now. I'm like, uh, yeah. What else you got going on these days?
0: Um, Well, I just finished doing this new number that I performed last night, so that was exciting. I'm trying to still recover from the process of making a new show. Um, So I did a number that was inspired by my love of these movies from the 40s that were kind of set in a tropical theme. So there was this whole Fox musical era with Betty Grable and Carmen Miranda. And okay. I love this era of film, and I want to do something that emulated that. So
1: Yeah, and they, you had they were dancers too, right? And the Aqua Lilies?
0: Yeah, the, the Aqua Lilies are, are synchronized swimmers, uh, yes.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Right? Yeah, that was cool. So they did a number. It was very like Esther Williams, Busby Berkeley style. They did a number. And then I did my, my little thing, which I danced around with big, Fans, Feather fans.
1: What would you attribute? You, you sort of, obviously, you have a great love for that s- sort of period. Obsession
0: okay? is wrong. Well, what where, 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 where What
1: do you attribute that to? Did it come from your parents? Um,
0: it, I think, well, my mother watched a lot of old movies when I was little, and I think it came from that. And also, I just, I was kind of, you know, I'm a middle child. <laughs> okay. And I had very, like... Very attractive sisters and I always felt very like ordinary and plain and I realized early on when I was watching those old movies that those stars were created you know it's very clear that 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 glamour is not something that is about natural beauty at all and so I think that between just loving watching those films especially the big technicolor musicals and then realizing that those those kinds of women were created and not just born that way yeah I found that very interesting, and I like the idea of the big Hollywood makeover. So that's basically what I taught myself to do.
1: But then, how do you how do you go from Rochester, Michigan, to
0: how'd you get here? I first moved to Orange County when I was twelve, which is my family for cultural. Yes, uh, yes. like the whole you know rockabilly, pinup, car club culture was pretty big down there, and that's I think where I really was able to, you know, work my my whole style originally where there was a big audience for it okay originally so uh yeah i mean i think i just and i also enjoyed playing with clothes and hair and makeup to kind of counteract my shyness you were shy it was super shy would you
1: say are you still shy now
0: Um, about some things yeah Uh you know i'm not i've definitely am i'm a grown woman now i can speak up for myself and (laughs) I i have a different uh you know a different i'm different now
1: well, with you, it, it seems it always seems it's so organic too, and it seems so natural. What do you think about shock for shock value, or they're mm-hmm. do, you know they're doing things, they don't, but it doesn't seem real. They, right. With you, it seems real. It seems like this is this is coming from a place. From yeah, inside, I mean, you know? I'm
0: not trying to shock anybody. I'm trying to change people's minds about what it is to be a stripper. You yeah. know, I have like this. A lot of people don't understand, you know, why I do what I do. And even there were moments in my career where it was like, okay, I've made it. And people around me saying, so you should just be an actress now. Or can you sing? Can you do something else? I'm like, no, this is what I want to do. This is what I set out to do. I don't care what everybody else is doing. I'm going to make my own thing here. And I think, and I believed in it enough that I thought that I could make a living doing it. Hey, this is Tiffany Thiessen, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan
1: Tiffany Thiessen, a big fan of this show and of Dita Von Teese. Uh, and again, I will be with Tiffany at Bourbon and Beyond, September 20th to 22nd. I hope to see you there. I don't know what else we want to do on this episode of the show. I, I feel like we've covered a lot of bases. Uh, Philadelphia is truly one of the great drinking and eating cities in America. And if you've not been here, I recommend coming by. Stay at the Westin, where I'm at right now. You can hear the bar starting to get a little crazy. And, uh, you know, when things get crazy, you know who's right in the middle of that? This motherfucker right here. Um, so, yeah, do that. Hit uh, Royal Boucherie. Hit the Khyber Pass. Uh, what other what places? Hit an Eagles game. Going to hit the Eagles game. They're going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's coming. Um. So what should we do? We should maybe roll out a little bit of this uh, kind of tomb right there. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's the jam. That's the jam. I do want to thank Dita Bontis for talking to me. I want to thank you for listening to me. I'm going to continue to sip on this drink. And I'm also going to have a little bit of, of uh, rye whiskey from Bluebird Distilling because that's good, too. And until next time, this is Dan Dunn reminding you, It's not who you are, it's what you drink.